All right, thank you, uh, uh, Sherry and uh, uh, ladies. Appreciate that. Uh, this is kind of a second string uh, this morning, but thank you for being here, and uh, please do pray for Russell. Uh, guys in the back, I'm going to use this microphone number eight, um, if you would. Um, so I'm going to be talking, uh, the title of my message is one that's familiar to everyone, I'm sure, uh, called Nicodemus, and uh, it is taken from the third chapter of John. If you would uh, please uh, turn there. Uh, my wife told me that I had a lot of scripture today and that I might go a little long, and so I told her I was just going to try to uh, keep up with Russell and uh, uh, so I don't know if I'll do that or not, but uh, I'm just going to give you what God's given me to give to all of us. That's a nice thing about when you speak in front of people is uh, you get to learn while uh, uh, everyone else is. Holy Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. And I pray, dear Lord, you would bless this message. Lord, it's uh, your message. It's not mine. And I pray, dear Lord, that each one of us would hear something special uh, from that voice that we hear, that voice of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Lord, I thank you for the voice that Nicodemus heard that wanted him to find out more about this Jesus. And I pray, dear Lord, this morning that if there's uh, someone here that is hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that they would hear uh, from you and that they would obey. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 3, and we'll start with verse 1 now. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Nicodemus was a, a man that was esteemed in his particular culture. He was a ruler. He was a Pharisee. And so he was looked up to. But yet he had a need to find out about Jesus. He wanted to know who Jesus was. And so... Uh, verse number 2 says, This man came to Jesus by night, so we call this Nick at night. Uh, some of you are awake. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God's with him. So he based his knowledge of Jesus uh, upon uh, what he had seen, what he had uh, seen demonstrated. And verse number 3, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I love how Jesus didn't talk about the weather. He didn't talk about the latest stock market. He didn't talk about any of those things. He goes <coughs> right to why Nicodemus came, and he said, Nicodemus you must be born again. You don't hear that today in uh, a lot of pulpits. Thank goodness this is one that you do hear. But ladies and gentlemen, if you ever plan on seeing God uh, and, and going to a place called heaven, you have to be born again. It doesn't mean that you're a good person. It doesn't mean that you're, you can be good enough to get to God. It doesn't mean that, you know, you don't chew and spit and, and kick your dog. The bottom line is you must be born again. And uh, that's what that, uh, the Bible says. That's what Jesus said. He said, unless uh, 
You must be born again. You cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus again answered, and you know, you think about all the answers uh, that Jesus could have said. Uh, you know, who are you kidding here, Nick? That's a dumb answer. You know, he could have said all those things. Uh, uh, but it, again, Jesus goes right to the crux of the matter. And he says, Truly I say unto you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say unto you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus says, how can these things be? I do not understand how it is that you must be born again. And let me tell you, on the outside of these walls, folks, there are a lot of people who do not understand what it means to be born again. And let me just tell you, it's hard to put it into words. It's hard to say when the Spirit of God, when I hear that voice called the Spirit of God coming to me and saying, I have a sin problem, and I come and I kneel on my knees and I get down at an altar and I ask Jesus to come into my heart to forgive me of my sins and take him on as my Savior. It's hard to understand how the supernatural changes me. But that's what <coughs> being born again involves. And verse number 10, Jesus answered him, says, Are you a teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus talking about himself right there. Jesus was the one who descended from the, the portals of glory and he came and was born in a manger. He descended from heaven. And it says that, uh, uh, and as Moses, verse number 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whosoever believes in him may have eternal life. And ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. If you're listening, say amen. What we need to do is you and I need to lift up Jesus to our uh, lost and dying world. That's our privilege. That's our responsibility is to glorify him, to lift him up. It's his job to draw men to him. But we do the lifting. Sorry if I get a little excited. Anyway, and then uh, verse number 16, let's all read that together. It's on the screen, and I'd like for us to read it together. It's the <clears throat> most popular verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is the prescription. There is what Jesus told Nicodemus, the way to get to heaven. Verse number 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned, 
but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their, e their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen <coughs> what that his works have been carried out. You see, Nicodemus had this voice inside his head that says, I want to know about this Jesus. And this voice said, you need to find out who this Jesus is. And I can tell you this morning that some of you are probably hearing that same voice. We call that the Holy Spirit. That voice that says, let me lead you. That voice that says, let me take you where you need to go. I've got a video I want to show you here.
Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you. Because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm gonna get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on and said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said, I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had you understand, without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got his turn. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage, and there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will but I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747s started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, man. You're going to make it. But listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices. And everybody in this world wants to talk to you. And everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and it said, now, I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying was, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw a cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop, and the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head, and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to then they put us in a hotel room at about four in the morning. We knock at my door. And I opened the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. 
understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. Nicodemus listened to a voice. And that voice said, find out more about Jesus. And before Nicodemus really could find out about Jesus, he needed to have a changed heart. Nicodemus needed a changed heart. He thought he knew what he needed. He thought he knew all I need is just knowledge. But actually, he, <coughs> he needed a new heart. Genesis 6, 5 says, The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Can I tell you that it could have been written in 2022. All you have to do is watch the news and you see that man's heart at its best, on its best day, is evil continually. Judges 21-25 again speaks of the day that we live in and it says, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And that's exactly where we live. I mean, uh, that 18-year-old that walked into that school and decided to shoot all those kids, he thought he was doing the right thing. But let me tell you, if you think it is right, you need to check out what the Word of God says. I am not sure that man has the mental, emotional, or spiritual capacity to even know what is right and wrong, good and evil. Only God does. But we think we do. You remember Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis, Genesis 3, 5? The serpent said, For God knows that when you eat of your, of, of your, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What had they known before that time? They had only known good. Because they'd only known God. There's only one standard, and that is the Word of God. Nicodemus needed a changed heart. And then Nicodemus needed a changed heart, and it produced a changed speech. Nicodemus' changed heart produced a changed speech. Did you know when the Lord comes in, you don't talk the same way as you talked before? They tell me that in uh, the, the great awakening that happened in uh, Scotland, that uh, all the, the, especially in the miners' camps, that all the mules and the horses had to be retrained because they were used to such uh, awful words and everything that uh, when some of those uh, miners got saved, they didn't use those kind of words uh, again and... And so their actions had to change. And that's what happened to Nicodemus. His changed heart produced changed speech. Look in John uh, 7, 45. Look what he said. 
Again, talking about Nicodemus. The officers then came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, why did you not bring him? The officers answered, no one ever spoke like this man. Talking about Jesus. There was no one that talked like him, that talked with the authority that he had. And then verse 48 says, have any of the authorities or the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd does not know that the law is a curse. And suddenly here, after the experience, Nicodemus steps up and he says in verse 50, Nicodemus who had gone to him before and who was one of them said to them, does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? And they replied, are you from Galilee too? Search and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. Nicodemus stood up for Jesus in the face of his friends. And the reason that he did that was because his changed heart produced changed speech. And ladies and gentlemen, let me say that uh, your life and my life needs to also demonstrate that. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. So the word of Christ, that, that precious holy word, needs to dwell in us. And we need to, need to make sure of that. Nicodemus changed heart and changed speech produced changed actions. Produced changed actions. We see this when we look at the word of God in John 19 and verse 38 and it says after these things and this is at the crucifixion of Jesus and Jesus had just died but after these things Joseph of Arimathea who was a disciple of Jesus but secretly for fear of the Jews asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, okay, so we're talking the same Nicodemus that came to Jesus at night, the same Nicodemus who spoke up to about Jesus. Verse 39 says, Nicodemus also who earlier had come to Jesus by night came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices as is the burial custom of the laws. There was something about Jesus that changed Nicodemus' words and changed his actions. Now, let me just tell you as I, as I stop here for a second and tell you that we are not saved by works, okay, uh, Nicodemus wasn't saved because he brought these uh, perfumes and these aloes and stuff and the myrrh and everything to Jesus' birth. He didn't, he, he, that didn't save him. We do believe we are saved, but it will be demonstrated by our works. James has this wonderful discourse about having faith and demonstrating. And in James 2, 17, it says, So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. You see, whether it's politicians or preachers or church members, we need to show good works. Could I get an amen? 
You see, that's what, uh, that's what our church does. One of, the, one of the many, many things that our church does is uh, we have a Grand Oak Mission on Wednesday morning, okay? That's good works. We're trying to help the community. We're, we're going to have a vacation Bible school here uh, in just a little while. Those are good works where we tell people, we tell kids about Jesus. That reminds me, by the way, that <coughs> today is the last day. If you want a T-shirt, you are uh, need to see, who is it, D- Julie? Debbie Wells. Need to see Debbie Wells and get your uh, T-shirt if you'd like a, a VBS T-shirt. Those are good works things that we do that, that uh, show that we're living for Jesus. Titus 1.16 says, They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. Do you know anybody who's, who's like that? They say, oh, I'm a Christian. I live for Jesus. And yet their actions don't prove that at all. Now, only God knows their heart, but uh, according to the way that they live, it, it, it doesn't appear that way. Again, Titus verse three and, or chapter 3, verse 8 says, The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. Nicodemus needed a changed heart. Nicodemus' changed heart produced changed speech. Nicodemus' changed heart and changed speech produced changed actions. And let me tell you, folks, it has to happen in that order. You can't get it out of order. It has to start with the heart. And then from the heart, things will change. Your speech will change. Your actions will Now, it doesn't happen overnight. Some people, <coughs> when they become a Christian, they battle all their life with different habits that they had whenever they were younger. But let me tell you, it starts with a changed heart. Maybe this morning... You're here and you've never had a changed heart. Maybe you're here and you've never been born again. See, only you and God know. Your wife doesn't know, your mom, dad. Nobody knows except you and God if you've actually been born again. And we're going to have a a time of invitation. That's where we invite you to come. And we, we, we encourage you to come and make a decision for Christ. Heavenly Father, thank you, dear Lord, for the story of Nicodemus. Thank you that he came to you by night and after he had been with Jesus, things changed. Thank you, dear Lord, that he stood up for you in in the trial. Thank you, dear Lord, that after Jesus passed away that he was there at the tomb. Lord, I pray if there's someone here this morning that uh, has been listening to the wrong voices, God, I pray this would be the day that they listen to the Holy Spirit. Lord, if they've never been born again, if they've just, just gone through life and gone through the routine and never had a changed heart, I pray this would be the day they would do that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Please stand if you would.